Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Coming at you live today from a Starbucks as my wife and I wrap up our mini holiday in Fergus, Ontario. So please forgive my subdued tone as well as any background noise that may pop up. I'm also fighting a cold flu bug uh, that's keeping me down a little bit as well. But you know what? Here we are recording once again and uh, I'm happy to do it because I love talking about the Boston Bruins who will be in action twice this weekend Uh, once on Saturday well obviously they're not going to play twice in one day but they'll be playing Saturday at home against the Detroit Red Wings uh, Sunday on the road in New York to take on the Rangers uh, before heading out west for a Canadian uh, western road swing but before we get to that I want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can find the show uh, on Twitter as well at LO underscore Boston Bruins. A couple of you have sent in some questions for today, so we'll get to those here in a moment. Uh, I wanted to begin the show just looking at the last few games. The Bruins have gone 8-2 and two in their last uh, 10 games. Uh, if we look at that even closer, they've gone 7-1 and one in their last 8 uh, dating back to uh, the first game prior to the All-Star break against uh, Vegas Golden Knights and then uh, in their return since then. And uh, Fluto Shinzawa of the Athletic really helpfully broke down kind of uh, the roster moves that were made uh, that have kind of, uh, yeah, kick-started this resurgence. If you remember, the Bruins had been on a bit of a rough stretch prior to this Um hot streak if you want to call it that I don't think it's really a hot streak I think it's just more getting back to how they were playing um, you know they went seven, six, and 7 in 20 games uh, prior to this last uh, stretch uh, where they've gone 8-2 and two. Um, if we look at this 8 game sample size just looking at um, natural statric the Bruins are 5th uh, in Corsi percentage at 5 on 5, 53.56. And if you look at XG, they are, th- uh, I believe, third in the NHL at 5 on 5 at 58.34. So that means that uh, they've really been playing well 5 on 5, not only generating uh, a large share of the shot attempts uh, per game, but also uh, high quality chances as well. Um, so what were the shakeup moves that um, Bruce Cassidy has made in that time? Well, two of them included the uh, benchings of both Matt Grizzlick and Danton Hyden. Um, another one of those included um, the scratch, no, not the scratching, but the waving of both Brett Ritchie and uh, David Backus. Uh, replacing them with uh, Carson Kuhlman uh, on the second line, uh, more specifically, and then also, um, you know, allowing for the addition of uh, kind of a sandpaper guy and Anton Bleed into the lineup. Um, so all those together. Uh, oh yeah, there was one other thing, which was the addition of Jeremy Lozon, uh, who uh, had come up and joined the third pairing along with Matt Grizzlick. Uh, So, you know, all that added up, we have 
Bacchus out, Richie out, Steve Camfer out, uh, Kuhlman came in, Anton Bleed came in, and Lozon came in. And all of that uh, over the last several games has really paid off, um, including the healthy scratching of uh, Danton Heinen in there as well. Um, which, all of which kind of, we've talked about it before, that kind of internal competition and uh, just pushing, uh, making moves within the organization, not really bringing in anybody from outside, but just to kind of shake things up. We've talked a lot about how there was no real roster turnover from last year, and the Bruins really needed that injection of uh, speed and skill and young talent. Um, A lot of this came in the wake of that Columbus game wherein Tuka Rask was bumped. The Bruins didn't really have any pushback in that. You know, if you couldn't rely on guys like uh, Richie and Bacchus to step in there, then, uh, you know, a change was needed. Uh, enter Carson Kuhlman, um, who has looked really well on the right side on the second line, and then Anton Bleed as well, who uh, has injected some energy there on the back end. Um, Bruce Cassidy said, you know, waving Richie and Bacchus, he said, we decided that some of the bigger guys weren't going to be able to help us. They weren't going to do it on a consistent basis we had to bring in some guys that maybe it would be a little more natural and that was uh you know just uh not only playing physically but also that speed and skill that um that the Bruins need as well obviously we saw how that played out with Jeremy Lozon he was suspended two games for a high hit on Derek Stepan um, he served that suspension, and he was back skating with the Bruins here on Friday with Matt Grizzlick. Looks to be able to make his return with Connor Clifton not yet uh, ready. Uh, Danton Heinen back in the lineup as well. At practice here on Friday, we had the perfection line with DeBrusque, Krejci, Kuhlman, Bjork, Coyle, Heinen, Nordstrom, Corrali, Wagner with Anton Bleed and Parlinholm skating in and out. So that fourth line uh, seems back intact. And then Grizzlick Lozon on the third pair behind Crew Carlo and Charla Chara McAvoy with Tuka Rask slated to start. Um, you know, Danton Heinen, going back to him, Bruce Cassidy said, it's better to have guys sitting out you feel can help than guys who are sitting out that you're like, well, even if I change it, we're no better. It's a good problem to have. I'll take it any day of the week. Again, it's using that uh, internal competition to be able to say we have a guy who can step in if you're not playing well and gives them that push to to play even better when they get back in the lineup Danton Heinen uh, was quoted by Shinzawa as saying it sucks not playing and not helping the team I'm not trying to change anything I kind of know what's made me successful just try to keep working keep getting better keep trying to improve and help the team any way you can when you do get in you just stick to your roots and work as hard as you can um, and then Grizzlick was well of being scratched he said I think it's a good thing honestly keeps you on your toes uh, especially you know I didn't know where I was going to be in the lineup I feel like I'm never really that comfortable kind of battling to stay in the lineup you can either work hard be determined and make plays or you can make excuses that'll eventually catch up with you and you'll lose confidence I have to go about it with a positive mindset and give it my best and hopefully that's enough now, Shinzawa also kind of reiterated that the February trade dialing is approaching. Sweeney's primary target remains a number two right wing, and he would like to add depth at forward and defense. 
Uh, but these internal transactions Sweeney executed back in January uh, may end up having a greater influence than any outside acquisition. And this is kind of how you have to build a team in the salary cap era. Um, so right now, yeah, this Bruins lineup is uh, playing well. I think it's well positioned to succeed with the current lines. Um, I wouldn't mind, again, seeing an upgrade at the second line. No offense to Carson Kuhlman. Um, but, uh, yeah, if they can get an upgrade there, I think it would greatly benefit this team and really help to push them over the edge. But as of right now, like I said, over the last eight games, uh, you know, this lineup hasn't been set in stone. There's been changes here and there with Breed coming in for Nordstrom, um, Corrali coming up on the third line for a couple of games. But by and large, this is the team that they have, and they're playing at a very high level, five on five, which is where you want to see that success. Third in the XG, fifth in Corsi 4, and uh, they're well positioned to play uh, well here coming up over the weekend, uh, despite the back-to-back, which uh, we'll get to here in a moment. Take a look at a couple of mailbag questions here. Our friend William Nickerson, he asks, what's up with this one game midweek and then back-to-backs over the weekend? Makes my work week so long. I agree with that. There's Work week has been long, although I've only worked three days this week. Uh, but having only that one game against Montreal between these weekend matinees is kind of bullshit. The Bruins, like I said, will play uh, Detroit here on uh, Saturday, then the Rangers on Sunday. Uh, we all know the Bruins lost last weekend to the Red Wings and that um, they have, in fact, lost twice to this team this year, uh, despite the fact they're by far the worst team in the NHL. Uh, so it's not a game that the Bruins can take lightly by any stretch. Um, it's a game they obviously should win. Uh, the first game of back-to-back, they're going with Tuka Rask here in this one. Um, so hopefully, yeah, they can keep it going and start the weekend off strong. The Rangers are a bit better of a team. They've uh, 29, 23, and 4. Uh, they're nine points back of Philadelphia in the wildcard race. Uh, plus eight goal differential, which is pretty good for a team outside the playoff picture. Uh, so that game might be a bit more challenging. They do have two very good goalies. And so we'll see how the Bruins can fare. If, if there's going to be a game that they do lose, it would be on the second of those back-to-backs. But that's where it's advantageous to have Yaroslav Halak and not really fall off uh, too much here in the second half of the back-to-back situation. William also asked, best valentine's day you've ever had that is a great question um let me uh consult with my wife here i'm not sure uh there's been a lot uh my wife and i will be married for 15 years coming up this summer if you can believe it there was one uh when we were living in scotland for a year we spent a weekend in glasgow which was uh very memorable obviously something that we haven't done before or since I just went to some old bookstores and, um, yeah, just walked around Glasgow, which was really cool. The last couple of years, we've gone to this inn here in Fergus, Ontario, which is really cool. And that may become a tradition. (laughs) We'll see. Um, The next and final question came from Yuso Kokianainen. Will Rask lose any matches at home during the regular season? Well, that's uh, tough to say. I I would expect that he'd lose one here or there uh, because it's very difficult to go undefeated in any kind of uh, split stat situation over the course of a season, but obviously he's played really well at home. 
and uh, hopefully, again, he can keep that going uh, tomorrow against the Red Wings on home ice. You don't want to see uh, the first loss at home of the season coming against the lowly Detroit Red Wings. That would uh, just be, uh, yeah, pretty brutal. Final question comes from C Wise 1995. He asks, "Is it just me, or do the Bruins team feel a lot like the 2013-14 team? Maybe better defense? I feel like I'm about to get hurt again in the second round. If you recall last season, or sorry, the 2013-14 season, uh, this was on the heels of the Bruins' loss to Chicago in the uh, Stanley Cup Final. They went on to win the President's Trophy." and then lost in the second round to the uh, Montreal Canadiens, uh, I believe in seven games that season. Uh, the Canadiens then uh, lost to the New York Rangers in the conference final, and then the Rangers lost to um, the Kings that year in the Stanley Cup final. So yeah, similar for sure. The Bruins... Um, Again, yeah, they were coming off Stanley Cup final loss. Uh, Bruins now are in contention for um, the President's Trophy again this year. In fact, they're the number one team. Um, if we look at the defense that year, they had uh, Chara, Bartkowski, Dougie Hamilton, uh, Tori Krug, um, kind of as the, the top four. Uh, also, Adam McQuaid, Kevin Miller. Andre Mazeros, Dennis Seidenberg. Uh, so yeah, it's a similar, similar situation, I guess. Um, and yeah, the Bruins could very well be uh, in tough to return to the final. It's very difficult in the cap era to do so. We've seen the Penguins do it recently, uh, but um, there's obviously no guarantees if you finish first in the NHL in the regular season. Uh, there's no guarantees that you know that's going to translate into playoff success if the Bruins are able to finish first and play one of those wildcard teams in the first round they'd likely be matched up against Tampa Bay in the second round that would not be an easy out by any stretch uh, and even if they drop to the, the wildcard spot and beat Toronto again which doesn't seem like a difficult task based on uh, the Leafs this season uh, then you'd expect that, yeah, they'd play Tampa in the second round uh, by virtue of the way things are set up this year. Um, so, yeah, I think either way, barring another upset of the Lightning in the first round, Bruins will be in tough to uh, to beat them this season. I don't think they match up very well with them, and they benefited certainly from Columbus sweeping them last year. Uh, so we could be in for some, some disappointment. But again, it's it's way too early to say uh, without um, seeing how things play out at the trade deadline, any injuries that come up between now and then. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're hoping for the best. The Bruins, like I said off the top, have been playing very well over the last 10 games or so. And uh, we'll see how they can keep that up and any changes that are made to the lineup between now and then. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast for quite some time, will have heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. You may not know that Locked On Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners. A Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Bruins fans and a predominantly male audience, 
that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put our company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Again, that's advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's look at some news and notes from around the NHL here to um, finish off the podcast. Uh, Some big news coming out this morning from Minnesota where head coach Bruce Boudreaux has been fired uh, and replaced by assistant Dean Evason. The Wild have actually been playing pretty well as of late going, uh, let's see, what are they in their last 10? They are... 6-3-1 6-3-1 over the last 10, and they're now only three points out of a wildcard spot uh, with three games in hand on the uh, second wildcard spot holding Arizona Coyotes. Also a game in hand on Winnipeg, who's uh, vying for that wildcard spot as well. So kind of weird timing. Um, the Wilds seem to be going for a bit of a youth movement here. We saw uh, Jason Zucker traded away, and... Um, We'll see what they do heading into uh, the trade deadline. 27, 23, and 7. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, 158, 110, 35 in four seasons as wild coach. Uh, Jay Bomeister, there was also an update uh, from St. Louis on Jay Bomeister. Uh, let's see what they said there. Uh, Jay Bomeister had a defibrillator implanted. Uh, to restore his heart's normal rhythm on Friday. Um, Upon approval by the UC Irvine Cardiology Department, Bo Mistral will be flown back to St. Louis, monitored by physicians. Uh, His status will be updated by the Blues early next week. There's still no no announcement about uh, rescheduling of the game that was postponed between the Blues and the Ducks. And quite honestly, it doesn't look too good for uh, Bowmeister's long-term future returning to the game if um, they can't... Uh, sorry, if he has to escape with that. I don't know what that means definitively, but uh, it doesn't look too good for uh, him coming back to the game, unfortunately. Uh, news out of New York, which is relevant to our Bruins heading into the weekend, where Igor Shesterkin has earned the right to be the Rangers' number one goalie uh, Coach David Quinn said Thursday, 24-year-old rookie is 6-1 with a 9.41 save percentage in seven games. And uh, David Quinn said, right now, that is the situation we're in because of his play for sure. Uh, so likely the Bruins will see Shesterkin. Uh, they're still carrying three goalies in Shesterkin, Georgiev, and Lundqvist. Uh, so we'll see if there's any... Um, moves prior to the deadline. I know Georgiev had been linked to the Maple Leafs, uh, but they've since added uh, Jack Campbell. Another injury has affected the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, where Andreas Janssen has been ruled out for eight weeks uh, with a knee injury. Uh, That will most certainly play into their Plan heading into the deadline. Of course, they're already without Morgan Riley on defense. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see if um, 
that's something that plays into their plans. One rumor coming out of Philadelphia that could impact the Bruins is uh, the Flyers are apparently uh, hot and heavy on Tyler Toffoli, former Flyers GM and uh, now Kings scout Ron Hextall took in the Panthers-Flyers game uh, on Thursday and it looks like they're uh, watching him pretty closely so that could take him off the shelf. Again, we're still waiting to see what happens with Chris Kreider and how that will affect uh, the Bruins. Uh, if the Bruins could add Kreider, put him on the second line with Jake DeBrusque, I think they would be ecstatic, uh, depending on, of course, the um, return and what would be needed there. Uh, so I think that's pretty much it for today's podcast. I uh, don't really see any other Bruins-related rumors out there today. Again, they have this game coming up against uh, the Red Wings on Saturday. They play the Red Rangers on uh, Sunday, and then they head out west for a uh, Canadian road trip where they'll play the uh, Oilers, followed by the Flames and Canucks. The Flames, Canucks, another back-to-back Friday um, in Calgary and then Saturday in Vancouver and that will take them to the trade deadline so five games remaining for the Bruins prior to the trade deadline uh, they'll get this road trip out of the way and then they'll return home to play uh, Calgary and Dallas immediately following the trade deadline they're, they're off that day actually so that helps them uh, as well they don't have to play that night so yeah that's uh, the Bruins outlook heading into the trade deadline uh, like I said, if there is a trade that breaks, I'll be sure to jump on with an, uh, a quick reaction pod. And uh, we will be back Monday to recap these two games against the uh, Red Wings and Rangers and to preview the upcoming road trip against uh, the Canadian teams. Thanks so much for uh, listening in. Thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. My name is Ian. Uh, you can find me at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Ruins. Download the podcast wherever you can find podcasts. My dad asked if it can be found on iHeartRadio, and I'm not really sure. I'll have to check into that today, and I'll let you all know about that. Um, yeah, thank you so much again for listening. We're closing in on episode 100, if you can believe it, and uh, I'll try to do something special for that. I really appreciate all the support, and uh, hope you all have a great weekend. If you need me, you can find me on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, check you in again on Monday. Take care, friends. And happy Valentine's Day. Hope you all feel loved today.